0: Hi, I'm Maria Theoharis Lavella-Sos. Welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast, featuring textile artists for the upcoming Making Zen Online Retreat. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On So Organised Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on So Organised Style Podcast. Kate Ward is running the Making Zen Online Retreat from the 24th to the 28th of October. And I'll be featuring some of the textile artists contributing to this retreat. Previous Making Zen Online Retreats have had a large range of artists that have been wonderful to learn from. Ruth Woods or at School Oz on Instagram is today's textile artist guest. Ruth, thank you for being on today's Making Zen Online Retreat podcast. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for fitting this time in because you've got a lot on. Plus, everyone will be getting ready for the Making Zen Online Retreat. So thank you.
1: It's a pleasure. Can you tell our listeners about yourself? So I started Craft School Oz in 2014 when I wanted to start running some workshops, some face-to-face workshops. I already had a background in textiles and I would studied art at college as well as textiles when I left school. I was uh, trained as a clothing designer. So I've got that craft art background and also I teach. So I've been teaching for about 25 years And it just seemed a natural progression to start hosting workshops and doing workshops. So I started off with basket making and certain stitching workshops, slow stitching and things. And it just really grew. I thought, oh, well, I'll see how it goes. I'll see if I can get 10 workshops and then I'll see what happens. Well, it just took off. I very quickly left my job. So I had a part time job. And I left that and just started to do workshops and concentrate on those all the time. So I I basically worked up to about 50 a year, which kept me really busy. And I thought, because I was getting a bit older, I'm thinking I can't sustain this Mm. kind of level of physical activity. So I thought, let's try and do some online workshops. And my son, he does a lot of filming and photography. So he helped me put my first two workshops together. And this was before COVID. So this was 2018. They sold really well. Then COVID came in. So I started to make them myself. So I got my gear and he would help me if I got stuck with things. So I started to film. He uses all the posh cameras, but I just use my iPhone and it's like, oh, this works. It's it's okay. This works. So that's kind of how I got into it. But I was running workshops all over Australia face to face. And then the online ones were just a godsend. Like during COVID, it just was went crazy. I did a few kits as well, sent out kits to people. It was just a really good way of providing something that people could actually enjoy while we were in lockdown. It's still selling well, the online workshops. And that's actually all I do. I don't do face-to-face at the moment because I've just released a book. And that's called Finding Form with Fibre. And literally last week was the release date. So I've been very busy.
0: Congratulations on the Thank book <laughs> and for developing the videos
1: from your son who did them. And now you do them yourself. So he's going to help me with a, another one we've got that will relate to the book. So we're doing some more fancy things. So, yes.
0: If we could go back to what you were doing prior to COVID. So you yeah. were running workshops around Australia. Some of our listeners are not aware of how vast Australia is. Mm. So, can you tell us?
1: Yeah where you were teaching each winter so Melbourne is quite cold and wet in winter and so we like to go away for winter yeah so each year I would organize workshops for three months while we traveled north we do about eight or nine thousand kilometers so we go right up to the top of Australia and we'd run about 20 to 25 workshops along the way so it meant that I could visit family and it meant that I could have this amazing experience seeing more of Australia and meeting lots of different people, and it, it was really exciting. So yes, we we would run the basket workshops and the stitching workshops, and it was greatly received. And it also allowed me to visit very small communities, so communities yeah. that wouldn't normally have those activities happening in their in their little town, and that was really exciting because they got really excited because somebody was coming. And that didn't normally happen. That was a really good feeling when you know that people just appreciate it. And
0: so some of those smaller areas that you visited, how small would they have been?
1: Well, One that I went to, which is a little town called Cowper, literally would have a dozen houses. So people would come from around the other little towns. And there was one lady who organised that. So people would come. But that was a tiny town, you know, literally probably maybe less than a hundred people. Thank you for explaining that.
0: For three months to be traveling and teaching, mm. that would have been a lot of work and a lot of your time coordinating everything and being on your game every time you were with people.
1: Yes. Probably after Christmas, maybe February time, I'd, I'd put a call out yep. through my Instagram and just say, this is the route we're taking. And if anybody's interested in hosting a workshop, contact me. I'd get the interest and then I'd have to try and work it all out logistically. So, yeah, Yeah. that was a bit of um, fiddling around, but it worked. That's great. But now you're doing the
0: videos and you've got the book that's out and you're doing some more videos. What that's actually allowed us as listeners is you're providing your skills and talents not just to Australians but international.
1: Yes, that's right. So actually my, my largest amount of viewers are from the U.S., That's quite exciting, and there's a lot in Europe and the UK. I've had people from Czech Republic and really kind of unusual places that you wouldn't expect. Um, So that's been quite exciting.
0: Ruth, now that we know that you've got a very strong textile and fibre background, Mm. what can we look forward to seeing from you at the Making
1: Zen Online Retreat? So I think with the um, retreat and what I seem to be focusing on a lot now is looking at sustainable practices. So things that we can either recycle mm-hmm. or fibers that will just degrade, like plant fibers. So I do quite a lot of work with upcycled fabrics, either from the op shop or just waste. But often with crafters, we have a massive craft stash. Yes, just so much stuff. And I think it's time as crafters, me included that we actually start looking about how we use some of that stuff. So I'm demonstrating how to make fabric baskets using upcycled fabrics. And there's also a core in this basket, which is also I'm trying to use just upcycled fabric materials. Mm. So what I'm using actually is baling twine. You can get it from farmers or people who have hay for horses and um, a lady who's kept a lot of horses has actually been saving it for me. And I've, got, I've actually got too much at the moment. So it's all about recycling and creating sustainable practices. And there was a statistic which just really got me focused on this, which was from the ABC War on Waste programme in Australia. Craig Rasmussen quoted that in Australia alone, we get rid of 6,000 kilograms of textile waste every 10 minutes. So it's not every day or every week. It's every 10 minutes. And he had this massive pile of clothes in the middle of Melbourne to demonstrate that. And I just thought that is so bad because of our fast fashion. And I thought we need to kind of be thoughtful about what we make and try and make some beautiful things with this waste and we can. So that's what I'm focusing on for the retreat. It's just
0: one small step to make sure that any waste that we've got, we're using it in a mindful way.
1: Yeah. And also I think, trying and this is what I do now I try yeah. not to just go to the fabric shop and just go oh that's nice I'll buy that for something so I'm trying to be more conscious about what I'm buying and this is really hard because I know I'm going to be talking to lots of crafters and stuff but just be a little bit mindful about what you're buying it for that's true I mean when you
0: see new fabric it is mm. quite inspiring and mm, mm. the mind goes into oh I could do this that and the other yeah. but when you hear those statistics yeah. You've actually got to stop yourself and say, okay, make a better decision,
1: but still keep crafting. Yeah. And the other thing I do too, because I've got a fashion and clothing background, I like to recreate clothes out of clothes.
0: You're just trying to ensure that you're not adding to the waste that is already being created
1: every day. Yes, that's right. So you can find my online workshops on my website. So there it takes you to a teaching page and it's craftschooloz, O-Z at the end, dot com. And then I've got my Instagram, which is craftschooloz. So on your
0: website, people will be able to find all the workshops and contact you directly as well. They certainly will, yep. Awesome. So what advice would you give people who are thinking of taking part in the Making Zen Online retreat?
1: Well, when I looked at all the amazing presenters, I was quite blown away. So my advice would be to explore... All of them, if you can, but sometimes it's good to pick out a few and really explore those. I know when I've gone to big gatherings and you get overwhelmed by how many there are, Mm. it's good to maybe focus on a few, maybe half a dozen, because I know that there are quite a lot, but yeah, really explore them because there's some amazing stuff there that you can learn from. And I'm going to do the same. Mm. If you can only do the
0: free version, then you know you've got to dedicate the five days but if you can purchase all of them that gives you the time to concentrate on a few yes reflect on it build your skills and go in and have a look at a few more because I'm still looking at the ones from May yep yeah that's great and the creativity of everyone who gets involved in the Facebook page continues on after the week is over
1: it's really inspiring yeah that's good I'm looking forward to seeing that too
0: Ruth, thank you for being on this podcast of the Making Zen Online Retreat. I've really enjoyed meeting you. I'm quite honoured the fact that you're an Australian who's teaching at the Making Zen Online Retreat. Congratulations on launching your book and also for contributing your workshop called Create Textile Baskets from Recycled Materials so that we can use the textiles around us in a mindful
1: way. Thanks very much, Maria. It's been, it's been fun. Thank you. Thanks again for your time, Ruth.
0: This episode for the Making Zen Online Retreat on Soul Organized Style podcast was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, Harris, with permission of Kate Ward, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Making Zen Online Retreat podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.